should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because I can't get no satisfaction. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Benedict, who can't always get what he wants. Benedict, have you tried sometimes? Well, like a rolling stone. <laughs> Wait, that's wrong. Hold on. Different. That's Dylan. That's Dylan. Yeah, I know, but it's Rolling Stone song, so I was being Dylan, you were being Rolling Stone. What is your it's favorite right. Rolling Stone song? Uh, sympathy for the devil. I think everyone goes for sympathy for I the know, devil. I'm, I know. Honestly, for it. and th- maybe this is my hot take for the week. I don't like the Rolling Stones that much. What? I love yeah, the Stones. Stones are better than the Beatles could ever be. Oh, That's my for take. sure. No, for sure. Thousand but I just percent. don't really don't really like either of them, to be honest. <laughs> um, Fun fact about sympathy for the devil. Uh, they decided like at like eleven o'clock at night that they wanted a woman singing backup vocals. Okay. Uh, for like, yeah, all that stuff. Um, oh, that's not just Mick Jagger like pinching himself no, a little bit. <laughs> no, you can almost believe it would be though. Uh, so they called this woman whose name I can't remember, uh, who who like you know worked for the studio and like came and did these vocals all the time, uh, and she was like six months pregnant. Uh, oh wow! Sang so hard you can hear Jagger going "damn" or something like that in the middle of the track. <laughs> After her voice breaks because she sang so fucking hard. Uh, and then she had a miscarriage afterwards. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But, Jesus. you know, that song, fucking good song. Yeah. And I can't um, say it would be as no. good without those backing vocals. Yeah. She true. nails it. She is that belting sucks, it out. Though. That's a fun it way does. to start the episode. Jesus it does. Christ, Anyways, Ben. No, no. What's your favorite Stone song? <laughs> now you made me sit oh, and listen to God. that shit. Jesus oh. Christ. That's that's hard. I mean, I I sometimes weird with the Stones. Sometimes I go for a lot more of their um, uh, not their their more rocky type stuff, you know. Mm. But maybe stuff more like Wild Wild Horses. Mm. Um, uh, God, I mean, Gimme Shelter is up there for me. I love Gimme Shelter. Yeah, Gimme Shelter is good. I like Gimme Shelter. Uh, I don't actually know if I have a favorite, like number one. That and I can yet pick. you asked me to pick one. Me That's who the doesn't really the like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Anyways, better. People are gonna be mad at me for hating the Rolling Stones. I don't hate probably. them. I just am indifferent to the Rolling Stones. No, they only get mad at us if we hate Louis Farrakhan. Uh, yeah, you probably know. <laughs> what it is we do here on this program but some folks folks who prefer the beatles uh they might not know exactly what it is we do here on this program then i will save us the show where we go deep 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 to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative nonfiction, and in between taking a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make america hate again start us off benedict do you have a hot take for us this week? I already did one. I God damn it, you cheating bastard. No, it's not cheating. If you make me answer a question you're not willing to oh, answer. Oh, yes, because you totally authentically had that ready to go before the show, didn't you? Yeah. When um, you had no idea what was I, about, I was about to ask you. Okay, well, then my hot take based on that is I even like the Guns N' Roses version of Sympathy for the Devil better than the Rolling Stones. And I know, I know, I know that's a bad take. Like, I'm saying it. No, it's a bad opinion. And I know it's a bad take. But do you know why? It's because I heard the Guns N' Roses one first. (laughs) That's not an excuse. No, I'm like a baby. I bond to things. I'm like a sm- I'm like a duckling. Like you I, also I, lack object permanence. Like yeah, exactly. No, I'm like a duckling. That's like, are you my mum? And then yeah, that's it. The sympathy for the devil by Guns and Roses is my mum. Okay, so fine. that's that's where I'm. So see, I've given you a worse hot take than I normally do. So it's a pretty bad hot take. It's really bad. I know that, and I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Yep. Nobody needs yep, to tell me. What about you? Now you have to do one. My you have hot to do take. A bad one. My hot take, Benedict. Uh, is that I really love responding to listeners' Twitter questions here on the show, which is why I'm going to do that right oh, now. Oh, you're doing it again? Okay, is it uh, about Fortnite? Or what? not Fortnite? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're not allowed to the, talk for five the, minutes. Uh, the other F You're game. not allowed to talk for five minutes. Okay. Uh, Paul Doosnip, 
which is how I assume that is pronounced, uh, reached out on Twitter. I bet, Paul, that you thought I just stopped responding and I wasn't ever going to address the rest of your questions. Well, boy, are you fooled. What if Paul doesn't listen to the show? (laughs) (laughs) Then it would have been strange that he was asking me those questions that very clearly came from discussions on the show. Uh, No, he wasn't responding to a tweet. He tweeted at me asking me about games. Uh, Anyways. Uh, the Fallout series. Uh, I have played all of the Fallout games. Ah, yes, the Fortnite series. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Including Fallout 1 and 2, uh, which are, are more traditional RPGs, uh, in the sense that really, like, the, the third-person RPG was really created. Not created, but Fallout 3 was the biggest one uh, to really make a splash in the industry. But anyways, the question that Paul asked me uh, was, which was my favorite Fallout game? Uh, and why. And without question, I think most Fallout nerds will agree with this. It's Fallout New Vegas. New Vegas is a triumph of a game. It is buggy as shit. It is halfway (laughs) unplayable most of the time. Uh, You will beat your brains out on the wall because you forgot to save, and you've been walking around in the desert for the last 30 minutes and haven't gone through a door, which triggers the autosave in the fucking game. Oh, and then you just die because you walked into someone with a fucking mini-nuke launcher. Uh, Goodbye. But it is the best Fallout game, bar none. Like, Fallout 3, uh, unpopular opinion, I think 35% of Fallout 3 is a great game. 35% of it. The entire northwest portion of the map, you could fucking get rid of and nobody would care. There's nothing up there for like a couple hundred fucking, you know, whatever the game's version of Square Miles is. It's just Mm -hmm. barren wasteland, nothing interesting, no real great settlements. There's like one or two that are decent up there. There's no real meaningful choices in that game in Fallout 3 as far as which uh, which side you choose. You really only have two choices, uh, mm-hmm. the Brotherhood or the Enclave, and it's, it's not a satisfying outcome either way. Whereas New Vegas, you have multiple factions you can choose from, right? The NCR, the Legion, or you could become your own Lord of the Strip uh, through uh, Mr. House. Uh, or you could you could side with Mr. House. This, you know, this sounds this might as well have been run through the Enigma Codebreaker. The thing. Oh, that it you're probably saying. was. It probably you're, like was. you can become Lord of the Strip by interacting but, with but Mr. House. What the here's fuck are you what talking makes, about? Fallout New Vegas is one of the another one of those games in addition to Bioshock that I should make you play because I think you would see a lot of the the greatness of it. Uh, it's not philosophical, I don't think, like Bioshock in any way, mm-hmm. but it is a great game. And if you play it, you have to play it with the uh, wacky wasteland um, uh, selected. You you just have to. It's the only way to really enjoy the game, in my opinion. Uh, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, everything is interesting. Even though it's a barren wasteland, just like in Fallout 3, they manage to pack every corner of it with stuff that just makes it interesting to walk around in and exist in the wasteland. It's so much fun. Then Fallout 4, I another unpopular opinion, opinion, 60% of Fallout 4 is a good game. And mm. 80% of that 60% is the Far Harbor DLC. Uh, I'll just put that out there. Uh, I really enjoyed the crafting stuff in Fallout 4. I don't care about base building, but the crafting element of it I thought was really well done, really well put together. It made you have to go out and search for supplies, which is something that a lot of games with crafting, eventually you get to a point where you're like, I have billions of all this shit. I don't need anything else. You had to still keep going out and looking, looking for stuff in Fallout 4 with the crafting, and I really enjoyed that. I thought some of the game, there was some good stuff there. A lot of it was unfulfilling. Far Harbor is absolutely fucking fantastic, and we're not going to talk about Fallout 76. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, Benedict, it's a travesty. It's a travesty. Fuck your live service bullshit. Um, housekeeping this week, Benedict. Uh, we don't respect February. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> That's an updates. Um, okay. Rate and review us on the iTunes. Follow us on the social medias. And updates, as you said. Uh, yes, uh, we are late on uh, uh, our patron-only bonus uh, episode for this month. And that is, as Benedict said, because we don't respect February. Uh, all months should have 30-plus days minimum. What kind of motherfucking um, month was like, I'm going to have 28 <laughs> days? No, that's ridiculous. Goddamn leap year bullshit. It's not uh, even that. It's just, why, is that, why is that the only one with 28? That's ridiculous. I don't fucking know. It's they, math. It's do, just math. They just needed nice, to split it up. It's you just, could do that's a all nice it is. mix 
of 30 and 31 days. But no, February had to be like, I want to do 28 days just to throw off Kevin and Ben's schedule. That's all I want to do. That's that's why February was created, mm, actually. Mm, sure, sure it is. Uh, anyway, so because of scheduling, obviously you've seen the title of the episode today. We're not doing the regularly scheduled episode. Uh, we had some scheduling difficulties over the weekend, and I am out of town for the next couple of days. Uh, so we had to uh, pull the ripcord and do something different, and that also means that the patron-only bonus is going to be delayed by a few days. We apologize for that, uh, but we know our patrons are used to us being late by now. Uh, yeah, it's it actually part of happen. the patron benefit. <laughs> you get to hear Benedict. us come up with creative excuses for being late. But you know, Benedict, in all of those excuses, I will say, in all those excuses that we ever give, there is one thing I will say about them. It's always my fault. There was not one single mention of the balloon. In all those excuses, <laughs> not one mention. I'm going to change that for the March patron. Uh... <laughs> We have one inductee this week into the Spooky World New World Order Benedict, and it is, of course, Paul Dusnip for the fantastic Fallout uh, interest. Uh, give New Vegas a try. Give it a try, and just let yourself enjoy wonderment. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. But Paul Dusnip, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. Thank you oh so very much. Of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, blah, tweet or post about the show on social media, recommend it to others, send us a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot and let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. Benedict, mm. all that out of the way, why don't we get into the meat of today's episode, um, which is not that meaty. Uh, okay. <laughs> I found that... I have more fun putting together a Prager roulette when I sort of have a theme to it. Um, this is not that. This is no. This is that. This, there's a theme. Oh, okay, today. Okay, okay, it's okay, an obscure okay. theme. It's okay. not a very well fleshed out theme. Is it things I've theme? always asked you to do, but you've always refused to do? <laughs> no, no, no. You're never going to need an episode like that. It's just all the way through. Today, our theme for Prager roulette um, is people we don't pay attention to much. Cool. Pe- people who are just sort of like, we, yeah, maybe we talked about them. They're there, but eh, you know, yeah, it's just that guy. So the people that, that are guy. too boring for us to feature on the regular you show. You know, you could <laughs> say something like that might be the case. But no, it, okay, but it's it's not even boring. It's just like uninteresting, right? Sure. It's like, it's... It does, no, th- no, no. I, I would say a lot of these people, they're uh, one of the people I have a clip of today, I would make an entire episode about. Okay. Uh, and I might in the future. Okay. That might happen. Um, but it's just that they, they, we haven't really, they haven't, even though they are thoroughly entwined in the Mm. worlds that we talk about, they just haven't come up because they're, maybe they're not really, they're like a side quest character. Yes, exactly. They are a side (laughs) quest character. They are NPCs of the right. For my New Vegas fans, they are the guy who got kneecapped in Nipton. Um, that's who they are. That's who they are. Uh, anyways, Benedict, we have five, five Hell videos yeah. today. I will All give right. you the choice, number one through five. Let me know what you have. Give me lucky number four. Number four, Benedict. This is the really obligatory PragerU video, so I can keep calling these Prager yeah. Roulette. There always has to be one in there. Yep. Um, and this is none other than one joke haver himself, Seth Dillon. Oh, great. Uh, of the Babylon Bee. Um, and this is a, a recent video. I was surprised because I know we've done one of his before in the past uh, when he was doing a PragerU video. I don't remember what it was about. Why Am I Not Funny? Uh, I think that was the name of the PragerU video. Uh, but Why this, the Left Hates Comedy. <laughs> yeah. This one is titled The Moral Case for Mockery. Let's see. Uh... I am, I'm about to be real moral. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely going to be on a high horse. I know that. But let's see how it goes. <laughs> Bad ideas are everywhere, yeah, spreading like viruses, infecting every area of our lives, <laughs> and driving millions of otherwise rational people to embrace the irrational. Oh, I love it already. It's great <laughs> when they come out of the gate with, hey, you remember all the stuff that we do? <laughs> it really is good. Here's one obvious example. It illustrates a broader point I want to make about, of all things, the moral importance of mockery. He mm. does, by the way, look like he just got... Uh, 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 baby's first salt and pepper beard dye is what <laughs> Seth Dillon looks like. 
Okay, I actually do agree the- with the moral importance of mockery. I think it's very important that we mock. Sure, I don't people. think we're gonna come out agreeing with the. Points I don't think he our targets are the same. Yeah, I, I, think, my, my, I, I my think the target, target matters, Benedict. I think <laughs> my it target matters. is him. <laughs> There's a reason why we always punch up, and he is always punching a uh, different. Sometimes direction. I punch sideways. Uh, honestly, like. is there every? Is there Benedict? Real question: Is there anyone on our level, really? Is there? There's certainly no one for us to punch <laughs> down on. No, I'm kidding. Ready for this? We're told by so-called experts with straight faces that men can become women. Oh, it's transphobia. Oh. His one cool. joke. Who the fuck would have known? Hell yeah. Who the fuck would have known that his one joke would be the first example he brings up? Ah. It illustrates a larger point. He identifies as a PragerU video. Does he identify women as can a become comedian? Men. We're told that sex is assigned at birth rather than observed, as if doctors just make their best guess whenever they see a newborn baby. Just how how many times do you have to have the difference between sex and gender yelled at you through a picket a line before you understand it? Clearly a lot, and I don't I, think he does. I, I don't think he does either. We're told men can become pregnant and chest feed. These aren't fringe ideas promoted by radicals on Reddit. They're mainstream. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, the Reddit, Reddit radicals. Reddit radicals. God damn it. Now I need to start a subreddit I'm called the Reddit radicals. I'm changing my Twitter bio to Reddit radical right yeah. now. Yep. Endorsed by once respected medical organizations, highly educated doctors, dickhead. and popular internet wellness sites. Popular internet wellness sites? Okay. I mean, like, if all those people agree on something, do you not think you should stop and think about whether it might be right? Okay, you know what? To be fair, though... The inclusion of popular internet wellness sites would make me question something that I I knew. To no, be true. that's true, but not if like goop.com was out there saying <laughs> that Fallout New Vegas was the best game in the series. It Natural... might cause me to question my thinking. Naturalnews.com or whatever. <laughs> yep, that is Mike um, Adams' outlet, by the way. Yeah, Children's Health Defense, RFK Juniors. Mm-hmm. Go to Healthline.com and type in "Can men get pregnant?" You'll find this answer: Yes. It's possible for men to become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. Mm -hmm. In order to explain, we'll need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand the term Okay, so he's read these things and been like, No, 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 no. He has not read these things. He is being presented these on a teleprompter. You think (laughs) Seth Dillon did his own fucking work? He is the king of Babylon B, Benedict. He doesn't have time for that shit. He has more of the same joke to write. I, if it if if it were me, I would be writing jokes about him being a queen bee, and there's something there. But you know, I'm not... um, the the greatest the greatest uh, onion uh, article of all time, uh, because people don't realize this anymore. But the, there are actually other words connected to those headlines you see on Twitter if you tap on them. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I do love that the onions. I think their their profile bio still says we don't get paid if you don't touch the fucking link, or if you don't tap the fucking link. Um, but uh, the best one they ever did is the "fuck it, we're doing five blades." Go, just go Google the "fuck it, we're doing five blades" article and read that. Fucking brilliant, all the way it's, through. It's I disagree. I think mm. the best one they did was the one about invading Iraq, where someone gave a really nuanced thing about why we shouldn't invade Iraq, and then the other side was like, "That's all wrong. We should bomb them," and that was it. <laughs> like, fuck it, nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. So the people who just told us men Wait, can get that, pregnant are going. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the most culturally? salient onion contribution to the culture oh without question it's the uh country where the the only country where this happens with any regularity says so i was gonna say 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 no way for this to stop happening i the other one i was gonna say i agree that is definitely one of them the other possible one is the picture of that dude being like heartbreaking (laughs) worst person you know actually made a good point i think that might be the most salient one because it's the one i see everywhere yep are going to clear up misconceptions for us? I don't think so. It would. Oh, oh, so you just decided that you can't. Oh, you, you don't think so. Any longer okay, that? cool, fine. Just, oh, they're gonna clear up the misconceptions. Now I stop reading. Oh. Nah. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. Canceled. And in no, some wait, cases, physically, okay, you can't criticize them. Ah, I gotta fix it. It would be bad enough if these ideas for us. Okay, here we are. We're back there. I don't think so. It would be bad enough if these ideas were merely popular. But they've quickly gone from mainstream to mandatory. You. These ideas are popular. 
You're gonna be popular. You're gonna be popular. Okay, TikTok has really broken your brain. You need to stop. You need to step away from TikTok. Hey, I was a fan of Wicked long before uh, TikTok came around. Yeah, but that's now a popular TikTok song, which is Mm. why you're singing it now. Probably. You can't criticize them. You can't even joke about them. Comedians risk being canceled, and in some cases physically attacked for doing so. In a twisted way, this all kind of makes sense. In order to prop up an insane worldview that can't be defended, or even coherently articulated, you have to insulate it from criticism, especially the comedic kind that employs mockery to expose foolishness. So Mm. my anti-trans jokes are really heroic. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's not make any bones about it. That's what the title of this video should actually be. Make a Bo Burnham reference again. Was that that's one like <laughs> my jokes aren't mean, it's me being a hero. I forget which song it is. Okay. I think we're about done with Seth Dillon. Yeah, me too. I think we've figured out how the rest of this is gonna go. I don't think not we well. <laughs> nope. All right, Benedict. Four videos left. What'll you have? Gimme deuces. Deuces number two. Uh, this is Benny Johnson. Oh, fuck yeah. Who we've talked about before. Hell yeah, doing I his think, best Tucker Carlson impression. I, I think from his connection to Turning Point USA, that's where we've talked about Benny Johnson before. Oh, oh Jesus. But, thunder and uh, lightning. And, host uh, of The Benny Show. Uh, fired by BuzzFeed for plagiarism. So. Yes! Yes, he was. Let's see what dumb shit he has to say. Some dumb shit. They're not going to send help. These people aren't of any political advantage. For them, and that is truly all. Oh, this is about the fucking By the train way, crash. If you are yep. looking for actual Tucker Carlson race- already did this. I, well, like you mentioned, Betty Johnson can only copy Tucker Carlson. He <laughs> doesn't have any g- talent. Please. <laughs> okay. Do you know what? This he is was actually- fired for plagiarism, Betty. <laughs> Literally, that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's doing a Tucker Carlson impression. Okay, this has annoyed me a lot this week okay. because what he's going to say, I will tell you right now, is in a less that's- eloquent way is he's going to say if this were a black community that had been affected, it would be all over the news. We'd be sending, we'd be mobilizing the National Guard. We'd be sending emergency funding. But because they're white, nobody cares. Does he not remember Flint? Does he not remember fucking, uh, was it Jackson, Mississippi? Like yeah. last year? Yeah, I don't think you not having any fresh of that. water? Yeah. It's bo- it's bullshit and it's it's ridiculous. You almost said bollocks, didn't you? It did. I did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is bollocks. Fine, it's bollocks and bullshit. Both of the things. Um, you are uh, very close. You are very close but, to what he's but going the, to but, say. Okay, but the other thing is like, okay, let us fucking regulate stuff then. Like the reason this happened is partly because Trump fucking cut regulations about mm-hmm. what you can do. Well, you know, I also, I, I do think, okay, let's let's push back on our own side here for a moment, because over the last week or two, I have seen shitheads on our own side doing that, this is what they deserve, they all voted for Trump, and, and fuck off with that shit. No, Just fuck no, off no one that. ever deserves a fucking disaster. No, That's... absolutely not, and you cannot call yourself, in my opinion, you cannot call yourself a leftist or a progressive or a socialist and not be in favor of improving material conditions for everyone. Whether they supported you or your particular person you like or not, you can't without believing and also improving their material conditions. So it's it's just bullshit. I just that pissed me off over the last. You know, I found out today what that the uh, the um, this is just because you reminded me. I was going to call something fascist, and uh, (laughs) the the flag for Brooklyn, as in Brooklyn, New York, is a dude. Carrying fas- like the Fasquez, <laughs> <laughs> or at least it was at one point. I can't figure it out if it still is. Unfortunate. But, uh, <laughs> Hold on, let's look up Brooklyn flag. Let's just find out right here on the air, and maybe we're both about to be really weirded out. Um, okay, there are many different ones. It looks like, okay. but the one I am seeing most often does indeed have somebody carrying the Fasquez. <laughs> It's there. Yep. Wow. That's kind of strange. Feels like you might change that. <laughs> Certainly feels like you should. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feels like a good idea. Anyways, Benedict, let's, uh, we were listening to Benny Johnson. Let's see what dumb shit he has to say. Racism? Well, this is a perfect example of it in society. If you're looking at from 
over-the-top systemic racism. Here's a almost entirely white community that is poor and that is impoverished and that is being systemically oppressed by the government through ecological disaster that will lead to their deaths, undoubtedly. So that that is implying that it was intentional, uh, which I don't yeah. think anyone reasonable has actually said. There's yeah, no, no. there's no evidence for that whatsoever of, of this being an intentional accident. It's negligence, right? We, yeah, it, it is just negligence. Not that it's just negligence. You know what I mean? But like, it's not intentional. But it, his language there is very clearly trying to make this sound as though it's intentional. Now, the distinction he's failing to make between uh, an impoverished black community and an impoverished white community is the difference between race and class. One of those two things can affect the other one. One of them cannot affect the other one. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, people like lots of people also hate poor white people. Like, yeah, yeah. this is not new information. <laughs> but it is very much like okay, the the poor white people of rural Ohio are not impoverished because they're white. That is the the leap he is failing to yeah. understand that well, he's making. Well, also like that's not why the train derailed there. Sure. Like, well, I think there's an, uh, an argument to be made that. We run railroads through communities we don't care about. Oh, and that's we don't definitely take care true. of them because we definitely don't care about those communities that might be affected if things go wrong. That that's all economic. That's all class stuff. Yeah. He, he is conflating that with race stuff. Race is related to class only in the sense that race can affect your class, mm-hmm. right? But he wants to make it uh, that that there's a war on white people. Have that's... you read um, Isabel Wilkerson's cast? Nope. It's interesting. I think you've told me to read it before. Yeah, it's good. She wrote um, the Warmth of Other Suns. She like that's her big famous book, and then she's also written one called Cast, which is an interesting book. Fun, undoubtedly, based on what we saw yesterday. And not only is the left doing nothing about it, not only did I not see Greta Thunberg a single time, as we were in the town yesterday, for nigh on eight hours, on the ground. We wish we could have spent more time there, but we, you know, we, th- this was the, the trip that we had. I think that we'll go back, actually. Okay, so you could have spent more time there if you'd have fucking organized it. But, okay, this is the other thing that's wound me up this week. Here's an, uh-huh. like, presidential visits are a huge fucking distraction. Yeah. There is so much that goes into them. There is no point the president being there to give a speech. Like, literally, there's no point. Like, the the local authorities, whatever, can do so much more work if the president just leaves them alone and lets them do their job. You know, all I, him I, going does I'm is create a media circus. I'm not even that interested in all that discourse because a lot of this is tied into a right-wing disinformation push about the reaction of Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, who initially told Biden he didn't want any federal assistance, and them all pretending, oh, the federal just, they're not doing anything, yeah. and all that bullshit. And I just, I just don't care. I'm just so tired of of the disinformation on all that bullshit. That's make the fucking lot. make the fucking railroad pay to fix it all. That's yeah. what you fucking do. You know what? They'll be fucking safer next time when you make them pay for all their make fuck the ups. Train company pay for everything. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I did see. And again, like I'm not an expert in this, but like I did see people who nominally or at least claim to work in factories that like make that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were people saying like, and again, not an expert, but there were people saying like, honestly, the best thing you can do is burn everything. Like <laughs> at that, like once, once something like that happens and there's like spillage, yeah. it's worse if it's just there. Like yeah. if you just leave it there or try and clean it up because you won't get it. Like the best thing you can do is, burn. you know, and I, don't I know intended for today to be entirely fun, uh, and not all this well, deep stuff this about fucking environmental video disasters. You know, like, I'll, I'll say, like, there, this is a reality we have to deal with in that the chemical in question is one that's, that's like, you know, useful. It has uses. It does stuff for us that you might not think about, but that is beneficial to life. And we need to be able to do these things safely. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that the railroad companies don't fucking care about doing it safely. So nationalize them all um, and then pump a bunch of money into trains because trains are the shit. Uh, that's my solution to this problem. Uh, on to the next video, Benedict. I think we're done with Benny. Three sure. more videos left. Which one will you have? Uh, do, 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 number one. Number one. This one, Benedict. No, no. Sean Hannity. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, look, he's there. 
but I feel like everyone has forgotten he exists. That's why I feel he like he's been he's been beaten at his own game by Tucker, right? That's he his, really his, has. Like... He really, really has. He's just been trounced completely. Because yeah. uh, I my my feeling was back in the day when I was still watching all this shit as a right wing shitbag that it was sort of like O'Reilly was like your old man's conservative. That's mm. who O'Reilly was. Sean Hannity, he was for the young hit, the new cool kid kids. on the block. <laughs> yeah, that's what was going on. Um, and I listened to his radio show. God. The hours I have wasted with all these assholes. Anyways, um, let's let's just see. There's a there's a special connection to the show for this one, and you'll know okay. what it is pretty immediately. Let's see. Look at Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ah, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep highlighting that your wife is from Philadelphia. She's not even. Eh, the suburbs. The birthplace of our great American Republic. This is where the Declaration of Independence was signed. This is where our Constitution was written. But now Philadelphia is hell on earth. Violent crime, street gangs, lethal drugs have turned vast areas of the city into a living nightmare. Whoa, 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 whoa. Philadelphia no-go zones. That's what I'm hearing. Philadelphia has no-go zones. Sir, please relax. You know, I, I feel like the Super Bowl uh, might have had more to do with this than a lot of other things. Uh, yeah, actually, that seems right. From? Uh, it's from back in January. It's pre-Super Bowl. Ah, damn it. Yeah, and no, there was getting... some There was some Twitter. There was like a Twitter video of like some people who were clearly on drugs, like gathering to do drugs together. Yeah, that happens. Um, um, yeah. And, and people, people do like, drugs, man. Yeah, uh, that's true. We yeah. could help them or we could go on our national news well, show. Well, that's the thing. What would you like to do about it? About like, hellholes. Yeah, he would like to put them all in prison because he listened mm-hmm. to Chris Rufo once. Worse, a dangerous new drug is now flooding the, the market. Its nickname is Trank. And- Trank, Benedict. This is why I put this clip in because I love that Sean Hannity is doing the fucking your local news. This might be the new thing your kids are doing. Bullshit. This sounds like a joke. Like, this sounds like someone wrote the hey, you heard about this Trank shit? Yeah, way stronger yeah, than meth. Yeah, man. Like- yeah, absolutely. Oh, wait till this he tells you what it's made out of. This is the kind of thing, like a, <laughs> a, a 57-year-old police captain who never leaves the precinct. Yep. This is exactly where he got this information from. Yeah, man, I heard all the kids out of the street are doing trank. Hold on, I need to turn my hearing aid back on. And it is a horse sedative, believe it or not. It's so a that's horse ke- sedative. That's ketamine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hate to tell you. <laughs> That's not a new drug. Oh, yeah, that's the best, man. It's the best. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. You, you are a fucking narc. You don't fucking touch drugs. I know you. You don't do shit. <laughs> Me? But you know more. You de- you have better drug sense than Sean Hannity and his entire fucking staff do. <laughs> yeah, that's Let's true. get us some trank for after the show. <laughs> It sounds like someone tried to sell him some, and then, uh, uh, but it was hey, like man. it wasn't hey, it wasn't cat. It was like just some kind of <laughs> it was just a pill, and they're like, "What's this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's uh, uh, you know trash." That's where all this came from. Sean got some of the bad Molly at the rave the other night, um, and he was standing in a corner to listen to some guy tell him about new drugs for forty five minutes, Jeez. and this is what he remembers from that fever dream. That dealers are mixing with fentanyl and the results are downright gruesome. It is causing gaping, festering wounds in addicts and leaving some unable to walk. I remember, uh, like, this is maybe from like 10 years ago, but there was a whole thing about this Russian drug called crocodile. Uh, which was supposedly making people's flesh rot away. I remember Crocodile, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember remember that, that, because there was a Vice documentary where they went, because they're all edgy and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It just sounds like that all over again. What happened to Crocodile? Nobody fucking knows, (laughs) Uh, because it it didn't last. Do you remember bath salts? I remember Florida exists. Yeah, no, just I just because like that one dude ate that one dude face. ate somebody's face. Yeah, but he wasn't even on bath salts. Hey, look, Everyone hey, had a big panic let's about bath salts. Did he eat somebody's face he or did he face. bite someone's nose? There's yeah. a difference between those two. But he things. wasn't even on bath salts in I, the end. I think. I look. I 
cannot tell you that I have done the extensive research necessary to know what happened conclusively to Bath Salt Sky. But I will tell you one thing, it wasn't good. Uh, whatever happened to him? Yeah, he was, at the end of the day, he was still in Florida, so. Yep, yep. Uh, so that's all the fun stuff from Hannity. We can get rid of that. We have two left, Benedict. Which one will you have? Uh, number one. Number one. Ooh, wow, you made it all the way through and kept the good one for last without oh, even yeah. knowing the order of them. That is success. To um, be honest, you could just lie to me. Like, I don't know what order the video Honestly, is I should just start lying to you and put the <laughs> clips in the order I want to play them. That would be much smarter for me. That really would. It would make this a lot easier. Uh, but our second to last clip, Benedict, uh, actually two two fringe dum-dums that we don't talk about very much steve bannon and mike lindell hell yeah uh, this one uh this one you might have heard about recently because uh i can't call him weird mike because there already is a weird mike yep uh but uh mikey uh has been on a tip about these videos that went <laughs> Pillow to mike. Tucker carlson <laughs> Pillow mike yep um and but by the way mike lindell uh his accent it, it is it's so Minnesota. It's like I my, it's my like uh, aggressively Minnesota. <laughs> my dad is from Minnesota. We'd go there every summer when I was a kid and visit family. It's so Minnesota. And then you hear um uh fuck Jesse Ventura talk, oh, yeah. and you put him next to Mike Lindell. You're like, oh my god, Jesse is just slowed down Mike Lindell. That's all it is. How are you doing? Steve, how's it going there? Oh, everything's great for me. Yeah. Jesse Ventura, what a guy. Jesus Christ. I got uh, breaking news with the Mike Lindell. Mike, uh, what, what's the break- breaking news with Mike Lindell? What is it? Mike found a piece of paper in his microwave. <laughs> tell, tell us Mike. what it says, Mike. <laughs> it says, call Larry Nichols. That's what it says. <laughs> He it knew, says you, Ronald you Reagan was pegged. I know you're sending a. <laughs> you know what I need to do because here's the thing: when I played you that clip, I didn't ever play you the full thing. Yeah, I played and I made you guess what it was he was accusing Reagan of. <laughs> I need to find that full clip where he because he, he doesn't even say it like that. He says it was Reagan uh, and a woman used a device <laughs> to, uh, you know. You know, that's basically what he said. <laughs> I need to find that thing so you can listen to all of it. Yeah. Oh. A letter, or I think, preserve your documents, or you're talking about a suit that you got incoming. Can you guess? If it's, it's called a fucking litigation hold request, Steve, you plebe. Speed on it. Yeah, it's uh, as everybody knows, uh, Kevin McCarthy and the gang uh, released. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the next oh, governor Kevin of Minnesota. Kevin and the gang released. <laughs> what did Kevin and sorry? Did you travel back to the fifties to meet Kevin and the gang? Shut the fuck Look, up. I've said Get it out many times. I've said it many times. Mike Lindell's brain is fried. It is fried. The man, the man admits that he did a lot of drugs. Okay, he admits he did a lot of drugs. Uh, obviously, was it fucking trank? He he did a lot of trank. Obviously, he went past a certain point of no return. Is all I'm saying. Um, and he's, I mean... Just, Went past the point where he eliminated all the filters in his nose and the coke was going directly into his brain. E we're going to need a full episode on Mike Lindell at some point. Because all the shit he did with... A okay, the fucking meeting with Trump at the White House after he lost the election <laughs> with the fucking piece of paper that says Insurrection Act on it and all this shit... How the man's a fucking lunatic. Treason. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to talk about Mike Lindell someday. Uh, and I very much look forward to that. By the way, I don't know why this reminds me that Jacob Wool still not on Twitter. Fucking a. Uh, uh, Forty-four thousand hours from January sixth to exclusively Fox News. Well, we're not going to sit back and let that happen. Um, uh, this is our First Amendment but, provision. But, but Mike, but Mike, but Mike, 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 Somebody uh, put that to a beat, please. Yeah, we'll use that as a drop. Um, the <laughs> so Mike here is angry that Tucker's the only one getting the videos. Yeah, me too. And Steve but is like, hey, reasons. shut the fuck up. You're ruining our grift. This is how this game works. 
Goddamn. Mike, Mike, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Of all the fights we got in the world, of all the terrible <laughs> things going on, we're fighting on every different front. They're giving 44,000 hours to Tucker because he's got the staff to do it. Of all the stuff that you're fighting everywhere, because you're, you're trying to get the machines out, you're, you're running a company, you, you know, you're, they're, they're trying to destroy Mike Lindell. Why, of all the fights that we got, why would you pick on going on, uh, going, uh, going up, uh, oh telling McCarthy he can't this with Tucker? genius behind yeah. the election. I mean, we also haven't done a Steve Bannon episode, and that's going to have to happen we at some point. Because he's a creepy fascist weirdo who definitely needs to be talked about. Well, because Fox, number one, Fox is going to sift through it and only put out what they want. Holy shit, Mike Lindell is right! Yeah. Um, he also sounds like he's eating <laughs> cotton balls. Just he like always balls sounds like balls. he's about to burp at any moment. That's what Mike <laughs> no, Lindell sounds no, like. He's, yeah, for full, you he's know, got a like, little bit of a mushmouth thing going yeah. on. A little bit. And I'm tired of it. I think that's mainly that his mustache drapes into his open mouth. I think that's why that is. Taking our constitutional rights. We have to stand up at everything. Um, just because they're doing it everywhere, everything has to be addressed. I don't know why the media is not going after him. Uh, we are at Lindell TV. We're going after him for the Lindell First Amendment TV? provision. Oh, did you not know Lindell TV exists? I did not know Lindell Oh, TV. my God. So. Benedict. <laughs> Next lunatic fringe might be a Mike Lindell, Lindell episode. Okay, that's fine. It we might have another, be a Mike we have another Alex Jones episode in between, yeah. so that'll All give right. me time. Uh, I, think, I think we're done with that, right? Uh, I think it's time to move on to the one that you've been waiting for this whole time. That you're I, uh, Yeah, about. and you know, I texted you about this because there was that fucking stupid Super Bowl ad. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's, that's what why. made me think of it. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a great Super Bowl ad. Gottfeld, um, the king of late night comedy. Yeah, when the other late night shows are on vacation. Yeah. That is no, technically true. I think he genuinely true. does pull in a bunch of viewers. Like, I think he probably does, but Grandma all, it's, fell asleep it's like, with Fox News on. No, does not like, make I, for I do think it's like a like an audience capture thing again, in the sense that not audience capture—that's the wrong term—but like it's just like a a lack of options for like the conservative version of that because it doesn't work. Uh, I I think I saw somewhere that the time period they were using to make their claim that he was the king of late night was when the other shows were on like a weekly vacation oh, really? a, week, a week off was like what they were doing i could be wrong on that but i i generally think that's what's happening but yes we have a clip from gutfeld because there's an exclamation point after it um and it is titled gutfeld <laughs> college grads uh aren't ready for the workplace so i'm oh, sure cool. this is going grandpa to be grandpa yells at cloud again yeah let's clicking yep. okay no longer ready for work that's steady True college grads fear starting a career. According to a new D damning okay. survey. I will fight you. Like, for crimes against the English language. Like. <laughs> Look, the man can do a second grade nursery rhyme. He can do Not it. Really? It didn't um, scan. Uh, I'd, I'd say that was close enough. That was close enough. To trick a toddler, Almost half maybe. of recent college graduates are not emotionally prepared for a nine-to-five office job. And the other 50% said the survey was too much work to fill out. <laughs> the uproarious laughter, Benedict. The uproarious so laughter. So of funny. Sorry, when was King your fucking... What, what's your nine-to-five, dickhead? Uh, Anyone? Yeah. I could do this job. He has a uh, 10 to 11 is what he has. PM. According to the poll, most workers in their 20s said they felt burnt out every week. Now yeah, we go. We no exploit shit. the youth. Jesus fucking, uh, this is Greg is the type of person that I love pulling out my personal bona fides for. Mm. Or just be like, fuck you. I spent five years destroying my fucking body working as a goddamn tractor mechanic. What have you done, you fucking soft boy? <laughs> what the fuck have you done? He Greg? went to work at the American Spectator immediately after graduating from Berkeley. Uh, go to what's left of the greatest that's right isn't he didn't he go to berkeley yeah no i'm not oh kidding. fuck i <laughs> forgot about that i on behalf of uc berkeley alumni i apologize that we didn't make him take acid while he was there <laughs> it is generation ever for a comet but they're too busy laughing their balls off at these wusses <laughs> And for those in the survey who sought help... I just love the way that he can't give a pregnant pause for the audience to laugh... 
because there's not enough laughter to fill that space, so he no, has to keep talking. You know what? It's not that. It's just that he's never confident enough that they're going to laugh. You know, That's that the thing. you got to let the joke breathe. Yeah. He doesn't because he never knows if it's going to land. He is, at his core, a very, very insecure person. So I can yeah. see that being the case. 43% suffered from anxiety and 31% from depression. The others suffered from low mental cognition from all those years eating Tide Pods. <laughs> Did so you think he has like one lead laugher? Because it sounds like there's a person that's like at the front that's like... Look, honestly, the funniest thing about this show to me is how small his audience sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, look, you're Fox News. You can fill a Tonight Show-stized auditorium for your fucking nightly con, you can do it. People will be there. You hell, you could fucking pull in people off the streets. Tonight Show has to do that sometimes on a slow night. You could fill that size room. They have at most seven people in this audience. <laughs> it's just sad. Blame for this dire situation. Well, colleges fail to actually help students enter the workforce. I don't get that picture, but okay. <laughs> So the, the biggest laugh he's gotten so far is because they put up a funny picture of Biden smiling. Oh, the hilarity. Okay. <laughs> it's, look, I, I don't have the, the breadth of words necessary to discuss right-wing comedy and all of its problems. Nor do I have the expertise. But I will tell you that so much of it boils down to pavlovian reactions to things they have trained you to think are funny exactly that it's is literally i was gonna say basically the like this whole thing i think it would be better if he just showed a picture every now and again like once every 10 seconds and just went eh eh <laughs> I think that would be funnier. <laughs> I'd buy that love. for a dollar. <laughs> and it would make more sense if you just went, uh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you look at him mugging at the camera, that's basically what he's doing, though. <laughs> yeah, but he's wasting words. <laughs> it's funnier as a satire if he just makes people laugh by he's making them laugh. He's wasting space. We can agree on that. <laughs> so strange. All right. Leave it in. Yeah, leave it in as if you have editorial control. I got a, I got a producer in the control room going, I don't care what he says. I don't care what's to blame. Biden. I'm putting Biden up there. Yeah, but it's no called. trust you to be funny. Yeah, just he, 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 look, he had his biggest laugh of the night and he couldn't follow through on yeah, it. Yeah, the producer was funnier than you, dickhead. Like... <laughs> Because academia prioritizes woke agendas over education. So who would have guessed that teaching kids things like time was invented by white people and therefore racist would make them reluctant to working 40 hours a week? Oh, Benedict, you remember that class in college, time was invented by white people and therefore I racist? I do remember that. Yeah, Dearly. I mean, that was... Look, I gotta say, uh, the fact that Whitey got stoned to death in that class, you know, wasn't my favorite. Wasn't no. my favorite, if I'm being honest. I, pr- I preferred the, uh, 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 the, the, the Salem method. Uh, <laughs> that's what I prefer. I light a nice bonfire. Anyway, women also seem to report suffering more office-related mental struggles than men. Yeah, because they have to deal that's with people like be... you, dickheads. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine having to work for, let's just say, this piece of shit, or, I don't know, Seth fucking Dylan? Or any of these two-bit hacks whose entire thing is based off of... I mean, inherently, it's all about misogyny. It all goes back well, to misogyny. Well, here's the thing. They, Their the humor ones... is so... The, 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 tra- the one trans joke Seth yeah. Dillon has, it's based on misogyny. Mm. Uh, Greg Gutfeld, this shit, men are wusses. They're pussies. All these young kids, they're not manly. It all goes back to misogyny. All of their humor so often goes back to misogyny. Yeah, and so I was thinking about this the other day because, like, so you know who David Shore is? Yeah. So um, for those who don't, he's, like, the Democrat dude that's like, hey, stop yelling about unpopular policies, even if they're the right thing to do. Yeah. So someone was like, 
hey, why isn't there like a Republican version of that telling people to fucking relax with the like like pro-life shit and like maybe have maybe push for exceptions and in the case of rape and obviously we are very much a pro-choice podcast. Oh, because they like, try to murder that guy when he does it. Well, that's it. And and the answer was, and I think this is correct. And we say all, guy because it's Republican. It's going to be a male. It's not going to well, be a Well, even and not, not necessarily, but like I think it's right that it's right to say that all the young Republicans are fucking groipers. Like all the yeah. house staffers that are like on these teams. Any young person that wants to work for a Republican is kind of an America first douchebag. Like it's the only kind the of vast majority who's attracted to that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's why, because they think it's it's good and like to to say the quiet part out loud. You, like, you have to be dead inside, devoid of any comedic talent or a funny bone. You have to have so much hate. In order to be into this Republican Party, which, as we've said many times, is a fascist party. Like, it's just, it's who you got to be. Be ashamed of, ladies. A stapler is a very complicated piece of equipment. (laughs) John Lennon would say. So I guess that's the big joke of the episode, is saying misogynistic things and then saying Don Lemon would say. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. I mean, sure. Don Lemon did say some shitty things. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I'm not in favor of the shitty stuff he said, uh, but uh, cool joke, Greg. You got to say the thing you really wanted to say and pretend it was from someone else. I mean, that's really what's going on there. Yeah. And for struggling women, experts say one mental health trick that they can use in the workplace is to find a quiet corner and fold some laundry. John Lennon would say again! All right, Dagan. Okay, you know, look, the 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 joke there... The the John Lemon would say bit is actually quite funny. I will give him Look, here's the problem with it. Here's the problem with the bit is that it's the the subject-object thing, right? The, The subject is Don Lemon. Yeah. But the entire object of the joke is just the misogyny part. Yeah, no, that's true. That's, that's what true. that that's it. He just wanted to say some misogynistic shit. That's that's why I don't really find it. There's a way to turn that in, like a, a talented comedian, a John Oliver. Give him the same basic premise. He could turn that into an you know crowd rolling out of their seats laughter thing. He could do it. Greg's writers, not so much. No. Greg's talent, not yeah. so much. I remember when I was graduating from college, I was terrified of going to work. Pause it. But you get over that on your... Mm. Were you, you know how he didn't say where he went to college? Yeah, he didn't, did he? He no. didn't. He also didn't say where he went to work, did he? No. No. No, he didn't. First or second day. Is this any different? Are they different now? No, they're hungover and high as hell. Who's that? Uh, so this is, is one of the characters who, not a character, I guess it's a person. Well, they're all characters. Um, this is D- Dagan McDowell, I uh-huh. think is what the Chiron is telling me. I have no idea. I Look, this is the first time I've ever watched any okay. of Gutfeld. So I, I don't have enough information to provide you answers why, to most of this. Why yet. do you say it like Mark Levin? Because there is an exclamation point after it. It's not that they're stressed out by an eight hour day. They're just it's an extension of college. Mm. They haven't you, you figure it out by 29 or when you get fired and have to move back in with mama and daddy. Yeah, that's how it. So it's no different whether they're zoomers or not yeah they're i can't figure out if that woman was supposed to be funny i don't think so I think was she like intended to be funny comment. or do they do they just have a slow everything down round table session with a couple of people in the middle of this supposed comedy show because they, she's not the only one sitting on stage in a big chair next to greg there are like five people on stage. Oh no, now. I think they do like a I think he does like a monologue and then he like brings people in because he runs out of steam. <laughs> well, this is not a way of keeping that steam up. No. They're just they want to be at home napping, watching Florabama Shore. I mean, I am pro <laughs> Who do you think that's for? For for people with an accent like her. Yeah. That's who Florabama Shore is for. It's actually okay. not. It's for liberal elites that want us to laugh at the Florabama. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I genuinely believe that. I think it's. A I really have never seen show. an episode. I could not tell you. 
for legalization, <laughs> but there is, like, I always said that, I, you know, you shouldn't start smoking pot until you've already accomplished something. Because you want to... Fuck you, So Greg. do you still not Fuck smoke pot? Fuck you. You went to UC Berkeley, Greg. I know what you did up by Strawberry Creek, Greg. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Greg. You still have, you're fucking 40-something, you still haven't accomplished shit in your life, so you still can't smoke weed, Greg. Accomplish, you will not accomplish right. anything if you, if you get it reversed. <laughs> if you start smoking... He's just stolen Afro Man's bit. He just stole <laughs> because, because I got high. high. That's I the had, premise of I that had joke. anxiety That's and couldn't go to work, but so I got, so got, I high. got high. Yeah. Pot, you're not going to get that great job. But if you get that great job, then the pot becomes like your martini. <laughs> you come home, you smoke a little, and then everything's I great. Hope that but the if rest you start, if you do it, I, I know so many people that got it reversed, and they amount to nothing because all they do, they waked and baked for for like twenty years. I mean, before they, they know it, and they couldn't get they a were job. addicted to the wacky backy. <laughs> I, I have uh, roommates from uh, UC Berkeley, as a matter of fact, Greg, uh, who waked and baked every day, uh, and one of them uh, is a doctor. So, you know, people do stuff. Talking about you, Shannon, because you... <laughs> Why am I taking this seriously? Why am I trying to respond to his yeah. stupid joke Stop premises? What's wrong with me? He has broken my sense of humor. That's what's <laughs> happened. Does this ring true to you, this, the, 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 the problem with kids today? I hate... We sound so old. I know. Yeah. We're like, the kid. Everyone on this stage has gray thank hair. You, thank Everyone you. Everyone has fucking gray hair. The fact that this is a fucking <laughs> hack bit while continuing to do the hack bit. That's so yeah. They've gained self-awareness. You might as well just go, what's the deal with that? <laughs> Kids out Those there on my lawn. Those stupid Gen Zers sitting yeah. at home. Yeah, that's what you sound um, like. I just remember, first of all, law school was hell on earth. And then I came through that and I went to work for my firm as a young associate. This and is uh, Shannon Bream is who's now talking. Um feel like I vaguely heard of her before, but that's about yeah. it. It's like you're working 100 hours a week or else. Mm. So I have a hard time relating to this when they say burnout. But like, isn't that what your 20s is, are supposed to be? They yeah. just fried all the time. You don't have any money. It's hard to put things together. Like the 20s are not supposed to be like you've won the lottery and you're working 25 hours a week. You're okay. supposed Because there was no attempt at a joke or even the premise of one there, I do want to her respond to her bullshit. Mm. Well, you should just always be fried during your 20s. Yeah. You should just live in a hell of anxiety and stress from which you feel like you really can't escape. That's what you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't need to really just respond. I just state her premise more clearly, and it's pretty dumb. You're supposed to work for people like me who terrify you. Because <laughs> that's what I, I mean. I'm that sounds right. I believe that. I I'm only scared of Greg because he looks like he'll sexually harass anyone. <laughs> happened to me when I was young. Right, it was with, oh, you know what's really weird, please? When you're like, you, it's the first time you were working with people that are older than you and you realize that they're not smart. Like as a kid, you always thought that adults were smart. And then you get to a workplace and all of a sudden you're next to some 50 year old dude who's just like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and that's you. You about, said it, not it's, me. <laughs> it's Greg. <laughs> it's Greg. All right, Benedict. Had I enough. don't think we need much more. Gutfeld! No. For today, I, um, I think we will have to return to Gutfeld in the future. I don't I think we so. can escape it, really. Um, the unfunniness of it is is kind of astonishing. Uh, who boy. Who boy. I bet they think we're not funny, though, so. Yeah, but they're just wrong. Uh, <laughs> we're objectively funny, especially me. Mm, <laughs> we will discuss this off the show. Anyways, Benedict. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons. I love it when Jordan yells out, Thank you very much! Little Flick! Hey, Benedict, what's your bright spot? I think I that one's directed to I, you. Do I have to answer that? What's your bright this... spot? Uh, my What's your bright, bright spot? My bright spot for the week is that it's snowing right now. Ah, that's nice. It's very pleasant. 
Sadie's Sister Wednesday, Kira Dackler, Solidarity to Morgan Stringer, Henry Louis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Paws, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Janet Yutter, Stefan, Shark Belly, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blast Me, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, Taru Takanen, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, Fallout New Vegas is the best. Goodbye. Goodbye. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.